just uh, want to welcome you tonight. Let's pray and we'll begin. Lord, we want to just uh, take a few moments tonight and to celebrate Jesus. And uh, we know we're getting ready to get busy in life. And the enemy wants us to be busy. And so help us to pause our hearts even just a few minutes tonight and think upon the coming of God to this world to save us. And we want you to be glorified. Thank you for all who gathered tonight. Bless the children and the choir, the praise team, the, the reading of your holy word. And all that we do tonight, we pray that Christ is glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, good evening. It is good to see everybody here. Uh, there is some room. Watch the poinsettias. We want you guys to stand up, find a visitor, and tell them how much you are excited that they are here to celebrate with us tonight. So everybody stand up together and uh, find somebody new and tell them how happy you are to see them.
you guys have a seat for a few minutes. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Amen. This is a, you guys can stay seated for this one, but uh, this one that Courtney does every every year. It's just a really, really good song. We'll probably do it a couple of times, but uh, you're going to know the words, so if you want to, sing right along with us. Yeah. 
Amen. Thank you so much. It's exciting tonight to, to be here and uh, this this uh, month we're talking about a special delivery and we got packages up here and and uh, going to be talking about a deliverer and uh, next Sunday morning I'm going to be talking about the genealogy of Jesus and this morning we saw the grace of God shine through the curse upon a serpent. Next Sunday we're going to see the grace of God through a genealogy. And uh, all those times you wanted to skip over the genealogy, uh, we're going to look at the pathway for Jesus to come. Uh, tonight, uh, I didn't really know what I should do. And, uh, and so this just came out of the oven, and it's a little, maybe not done yet. Uh, but I'm in Matthew 1, verse 18. We don't have any scriptures up because I didn't give it to them in time. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And I, I just want to say, I believe every detail that the Bible gives us about the coming of Christ. The birth of Christ, Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Now, we know that betrothal was a kind of a formal agreement between them. And uh, it says that she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And so one of the scriptures that they'll read tonight is Isaiah seven fourteen about the virgin birth. Uh, verse 22 says, All this took place to fulfill uh, the, the prophecy. Uh, Behold, the virgin will uh, bear a, a son. And so uh, Isaiah prophesies that a virgin would have uh, a son 700 years earlier. And so we know physically Jesus was the mother of... Uh, Mary was the mother of Jesus, his earthly mother, uh, and we know from this morning that uh, the seed of the woman would come and crush the, the head of, of Satan. And so we're going to be talking about this coming of a deliverer, one who would deliver us from our sins. So the reason for Jesus' coming is in verse 21. He shall, you shall call his name Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so we know that Jesus came with a mission, and that mission was to deliver sinners from their sins. So I love verse 21. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so I got just two points tonight, and they're really quick. The first is just the promise of Christmas. The promise is that Jesus would come and save his people, deliver them. And Christmas is about God's gift to us. And that gift is His Son. And we know that we can't truly celebrate Christmas apart from the cross and the resurrection. That's why the angel explained that He will save His people from their sins. He, he didn't come just to, to check out earth. He came with that mission to, to save us. And we know that that mission would include going to a cross and being raised from the tomb. Now this morning we were reminded that we have a, an enemy. And his name is Satan. Uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians 6.12 that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but, but against principalities, powers, rulers of, in the dark age. We, we have an enemy who is Satan, and, and we know that Satan is uh, the primary foe of Christ, and he's the primary foe of the church. And just as Satan hated Christ, he hates the church. And the Bible says that he's a liar. He's the father of lies. And so this week, as I was uh, studying Genesis 3.15, I 
I was reminded of a verse in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, a verse that I've never paid this much attention to, but this verse says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So Genesis 3.15 tells us the certain demise of Satan. Uh, but then we get to Romans 16.20, and I, I never got this part, but it says the God of peace, the God who brings peace, will soon crush Satan. And what I noticed for the first time is it didn't say that he'll soon crush Satan under his feet. It says that he'll soon crush Satan under our feet. Isn't it remarkable that we get to participate in Satan's demise? Y'all like that? I like that. And so the promise of Christmas is that he's going to come and deliver his people, the, the participation, our participation with Christ. And just as tonight we get to participate in the hanging of the greens, and, and even though most of the decorations have been done, there's been some left that we get to participate in. It's kind of the same way with our salvation. Jesus came and did all the work. Amen. He did all that on the cross, and yet in some small way, he invites us to participate in his work. We get to participate in crushing Satan's head. I, I just love that because I have seen what he has done to people in the church and people I know and, and how he has taken them out of the game. And, and this verse reminds me that we get to participate. In. And then I got to thinking about just all the scriptures. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says that he always invites us to march with him in the triumph. And, and we get this picture of, of Jesus in victory and the church marching with him. Let me read 2 Corinthians 2.14. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Through us, the church, he takes the fragrance of knowing Christ and spreads it everywhere. And then I thought about Colossians 2.15, where it says that he has disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. And so even in Colossians, Paul speaks of the triumph that we have with Christ. And I, I mentioned when we was going through Colossians that there's this picture of when the Roman general would come back after winning a victory that, that they would parade him through town and, and uh, the the. the the people would get to parade with the, the, the general. They called it a Roman triumph. And so the good news for us tonight is that you and I share in Christ's victory over sin, over death, and over the devil. And so I just want to say to you, if you're saved and forgiven, then raise up your head tonight because you get to march with Christ you get to participate in the victory parade. And we ought to live our lives as conquerors because in Christ we are conquerors. And so as we celebrate Jesus' life, we know that his life brought tragedy and then triumph. It was tragedy because, uh, I mean, the most cruel act ever done was done to Jesus when an innocent man went and died on a, a Roman cross uh, for not for sins that he had committed, but for our sins. And we know that uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we, we might be made right and righteous with God. And so on one hand, it was tragedy, but on the other hand, it was triumph. 
And so as we see Jesus being nailed to the cross, we realize that uh, he was taking our sins and nailing them to the cross. And not only that, he has disarmed the rulers and authorities. And I said that word means to strip, to rob, to spoil. That, that's what Jesus did to Satan on the cross. And so Romans 16:20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And so uh, I was thinking this afternoon, how do we participate in that? How do we get to participate in crushing Satan? And I, I think the primary way we get to participate in this truth is through proclaiming the gospel. Now you think about that. The gospel tells people how they can become a friend of God and an enemy of Satan. Satan wants us to be his friend. He wants to be our father. He wants us to be an enemy of God. And we get to go and share the good news of the gospel and tell people, listen, you don't have to be a friend of Satan. You can be a friend of God, and you can be an enemy of Satan. And so the good news is one of these days, the father of lies will be crushed, and we will reign with Christ forever and ever. And Paul says, until that day, we need the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to be with you. And so uh, for just a moment tonight, we're reminded that we're saved by grace. We're kept by His grace. We serve by His grace. And everything that we're able to accomplish is by the grace of our great God. And so tonight, if you're saved, um, because of the grace that God has bestowed upon you, celebrate Christ's coming. And then go and share Christ with everybody you know. And by doing so, you get to participate in crushing the head of Satan. Let's pray. Father, thank you for... Uh, the realization that our enemy has been crushed and that by sharing the gospel and sharing the good news, uh, we get to participate in that. Uh, Lord, we get to triumph with Jesus. And uh, this month, we just want to celebrate the coming of our Deliverer, who not only delivers us from our sins, uh, but delivers us from the power of Satan. And gives us the victory. And Lord, I pray even now that there's a person here tonight who has never experienced your grace and your victory and your forgiveness. That even in a service such as this where we're singing praises to you that we pray that Christ would be exalted. And Lord, you, we know you're mighty to save. And we invite you even tonight to save anybody that's here that might be lost. And we'll give you praise. And we'll remind Satan of his downfall. In Jesus' name, amen. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Let's stand together. We're gonna we're gonna put the poinsettias on the poinsettia tree. Uh, so there'll be a lot of movement up here. You've got plenty of time. We got a couple songs worth. So everybody, uh, get get ready where you're uh, where you're supposed to get.
chapter 9 verses 2 6 and 7 the people who walk in darkness will see a great light for those who live in a land of deep darkness a light will shine for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace his government and its peace will never end he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. So, uh, we kind of talk about it every year when we do this, but uh, it always is amazing to me uh, how a book that was written hundreds of years before Jesus ever came was so accurate in depicting exactly what was going to go on, but... Uh, you know, it's the, it's the beauty of God's Word, and, and uh, if you have questions about any of that, you can ask one of us. We would love to talk to you about it. If you, if you don't know what grace is, well, we'll teach you about that, too, but we'll tell you about it, and the best way to tell you about it is tell you what happened to us. Um, I want to give uh, Mary Beth and the kids another round of applause before we... And everybody, the choir and everybody else that, that, that participated tonight. I look forward to this every year because it means that, you know, Christmas is coming. And, and even though we should probably be more Easter people, we're pretty much Christmas people. But uh, <laughs> um, let's stand up. This is going to be our last one. And after this, I'll pray us out. But uh, this is the one that everybody knows.
thank you so much for the Advent season and, and what it means that, that Jesus is coming and he's not just coming uh, for, for a select group of people. Lord, he came for everybody, me included and everybody sitting in here and just everyone in this world. He wants to have a relationship with them and he wants them to understand what grace and what mercy and what true love is. Lord, we just thank you so much that we get to be a part of that. Lord, let, let us not get too busy to lose sight of what this season means. And we just thank you so much for the opportunity to come into your house on a Sunday night and, and just sing worship songs about Jesus coming. Thank you, Lord, so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.